We should make we should try and make double fire spray a thing again. Hello. Welcome back to Michigan's own Bestman Bench Warmers podcast. I'm your host, Alex Merrill, and here today, as is the usual, it's Cody Wood. How are we all doing today, guys? And Matt Corser. Hello, hello. How's everybody going? Well, we had some interesting news drop uh, last week, earlier this week, I guess, the AMG announcements. Uh, so we'd love to talk about those and also a little bit about uh, tattooing in Europa, just because there are a bunch of really interesting lists there. And uh, I had an episode for last week, <laughs> I'm recording this a week later, and that's all completely irrelevant now because the hyperspace and points and all that's changing, so... That's why we're a week late now. First topic, uh, Tatooine in Europa. Go through uh, a couple interesting lists from Tatooine. It was uh, 138 people, so it's still a pretty sizable tournament. Uh, the first place list, Nick Killings, Asajj, Lando, and Bosk. And this loadout for size was triple zero FTC and Contraband with the title. Lando with Cutthroat, Java, the title, and False Transponder Codes, and Boss with FTC, Greedo, and Sam. At, at 200 points, super cool list. Super silly, toolboxy, degenerate list. I absolutely love it. Was Java used just to refill, like, contraband and FTCs? Yes. <laughs> you could do it uh, out to range two. You got four charges at the end phase, so whoever lost theirs that turn just refills the false transponder codes. Or in Asajj's case, you could actually refill the contraband. And also, Lando's refilling Java's charge with Cutthroat, too, huh? He could do that as well, yeah, or just FTC, depending on the board state in which you need it. That's hype. And Lando, because he has the title, gets an extra die against stressed people. And Asajj has both triple zero and her pilot ability. And when you jam, they don't have a green token for them to spend in order to not get stressed with her ability. It's uh, so dirty. So it's so brutal. Cool. Yeah, this, this list has been making the rounds for a minute. Yeah. And they're all four as well. So you have your flexibility when you want to move them and they're large bases. So they just take up a lot of space. And Asajj does have title. Yeah, and you could just tractor beam people, then hit them with Bosk, and just do an insane amount of damage. It's so dirty. Play it while you can, because I'm sure this list will be like 220 points in a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, I can almost guarantee this will not be 200 points the next point change round. I mean, most of the points is coming from, what, the Bosk build? Zam's going up huge. FT, I would just, I would hope FTC goes up. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's got to go at least one or two points. But, I mean, Lando is 42 points. So cheap. I mean, the most important part of this list is Jabba. Jabba won an event. Okay. <laughs> uh, but all their shots are, you know, generally double-modded, right? Because Asajj could just take the lock, and then she jams you. She has two force. Lando has his ability. He just takes the focus, rerolls the blanks, and Bosk has Zam. It hits so hard. It's interesting that they put the contraband on Asajj, though. I understand that. I'm sure it was super useful, and you could recharge it. But if you took off the contraband, you could put Cutthroat and, like, Zuckus on Boss and make him even more scary. But I, I didn't win a tournament with this list. 
Yeah, I think I think being able to have actions after that Lancer 5K. And wouldn't full arm? I guess you don't need full arm because they don't have any yeah. uh, tokens. I mean, Zakus just seems like a real scary throw when they don't have tokens. A nice natty evades. Uh, what if you natty again? Yeah, and Cutthroat also removes like red tokens as well. So like, if you were full up on charges, you just remove strats or something. And I wish more people would use that because it's a really handy uh, use of it. Also, even um, removing target locks. Oh yeah. But uh, th this list is so dirty. I mean, you could. I guess you can even take off the FTC on pass. You can put on contraband. And just stop for like four turns in a row if you really felt like it. <laughs> I'm the droid now. Yeah, but it's a, uh, it's a really cool list, and I love it. And it's so dirty. It's so scummy. It hits so so hard. The uh, next list, which I thought was pretty interesting, first place in Swiss, only made top 16, though. Um, it was the Auto Blaster version of Shock T. Auto Blaster, uh, Marksmanship, and R7A7, and three uh, Delta Bs. You're seeing the uh, Auto Blaster, Marksmanship, R7A7 a lot on the uh, extended Edos. You are. Free damage, free unblockable damage. I mean, as long as you're not in the front arc, which I it's shock T, it's only an I four. I'm sort of aces are dead. <laughs> well, I mean, even if Shock T can't get all of her auto blasters off, you still have three other Jedi. They can still hold tokens. Yeah, those Jedi. I think the Jedi really make the help this list shine because those Delta Sevens. I mean, we've talked about it how many times how good Delta Seven Jedi's are. They're great double reposition. They're great. They're great for blocking. If you can block a potential I six and like, oh, you know, Shakti did a, you know, purple talon roll. She's right behind your I six that got blocked, and boom, auto blaster it up. Mm -hmm. And then the seven uh, B Jedi could just sloop right behind you. Yep, come at me. I still got mods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, even like doing something like just clipping a guy for like one crit damage, right? If you're not by it, it's still pretty big. Otherwise, you know, you probably weren't doing damage anyways if it was like an ace. Like if you got behind Soontir somehow, do a Shakti because you have three other Jedi. You're just barely out of front arc, right? You just, all you need is a focus resolve, right? And then you can force it and then crit it and then put a crit into Soontir. It's gross. But Soontir is dead now, though. Uh, spoiler alert <laughs> everyone's dead can't fly your i6 aces anymore sorry guys nah like we talked about this uh it's just a really efficient list it's beautiful shakti is an amazing support piece keeping evades around on everybody like and no one wants to get crit especially if they have literally no choice in it unless they're general revis with impervium plating <laughs> that's true or Zeb, I guess. Sure, whatever. <laughs> the next one uh, we want to talk about is Fawn's list. Three HMPs and Grievous. One of them has uh, the Bactoid drone. So you can only take... The Genosian prototypes are double limited. So, one Bactoid drone with Diamond Boron missiles, the Dark Probe droids, and the Config, and then two of the Genosian prototypes with the Sync Laser Cannons and Configs. And then Grievous with Treacherous, Kraken, and Tidal. 
You said this uh, comes in at 200? I believe it's somewhere around there. It's, yeah, it's pretty close. I did not point out every list, but it's... I, mean, I love I love this list. I love the HMPs. Uh, there's just so much modding with the Dark Ones and their FCS-like ability. And they have, you know, tokens from Kraken. Like the Dark One Pro Droids and Kraken really help against things like uh, false transponder codes because take a lock early, you know. Poor FCC. You <laughs> wings and probe droids just completely murder them. <laughs> I mean, they're so strong, but man, Diamond Boron missiles, there's been a, you know, it helps against certain things, but it's also a three-die gun. It's a three-die gun. It deals like crit, and, like, it gives a jam. Deplete it's at that low initiative. Oh, Diamond Boron. Oops. Diamond Boron, yeah, that's the one with the, the splash. <laughs> But it has like four charges, right? So, uh, I think it has three because you can only do the splash oh, right, twice, right. oh once. Still, that's that's three shots out of that. They're all going to be double modded. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just really good. I mean, the single synced councils are good when you have Kraken. I guess you'd hold the calculate and still spend one of them on it. Deny the range three bonus. And Grievous is we know how efficient and good he is. Yeah, Grievous is Grievous, and he gets in there. He is treacherous, so that helps a little bit. But he doesn't have impervious plating, so you can crit him. <laughs> yeah, where's uh, Shakti when I need her? But yeah, so it's such a cool list, and uh, you know, he came in second, fourth in Swiss. It was really, really strong. Those HMPs have just been like when they show up, just tearing up everything. Yeah, because well, it's really hard to fly against multiple ones if they're not like boxed together right if they're just kind of a loose formation you can't do anything about it because they just surround you I mean, just kill them yeah Easy. yeah they're the mongols of x-wing it's amazing i love them so much they're so i cool. do too i want to get more of them on the table how many do you guys own right now i have just one but i have four R.I.W. has like a stock of five or six of them. Yeah. So I might pick up another one. I don't mind getting one so I could be like, run the five. <laughs> the Hemp's in the uh, Lats got a reprint. Yep. Or like a re, uh, whatever. I know I was still waiting on the Eda's. Yeah. Yeah. The Brutes are also back in stock. I think it was like the way before the Eda's and the Tri Fighters, they finally got back in. But yeah, the Eda's and the V Wings are just. Impossible to find now. Still on the ship? <laughs> the one to Brazil? <laughs> um, man, so speaking of E-Wings, actually, the next list, uh, Neo's list, 5th and Swiss, top 16, two R3 FCS E-Wings, and a Procket Jake and a Procket Hera. Now they finally have focus tokens when they reposition. <laughs> or they got focus of aid. Yeah. Seemed really good. Or do whatever you want because you still have Hera and and Jake. And you like can actually you're... pop two FTs, <laughs> two fall transponder codes with one E-Wing if you want because it's R3. So E-Wings have always been in an interesting place just because, like, if you look at the stat line, they're just, it's an efficient stat line. It's just, they just aren't good. You just can't get the focus when you re-musician. 
And the Tarkalok at range one kind of is weird. I mean, I mean, the generics have been the ones that have been performing the best as just, you know, F, you know, fire, fire control systems, locks, carriers, torp, torp carriers. But I mean, I think people still want to fly Cornhorn the way they did in first edition. And he just, you can't. Yeah, well, he's like, the, both the named ones are just ludicrously expensive for basically no reason. Like, Corn Horn is 62 points still. Yeah. And Gavin is 60. Yeah, Gavin's like eight points more than the generic I-4, which is like a credibility. Which, I mean, credibility's good, but eight points it's more? Nine points. Nine, nine points, points more. <laughs> and the other, the basey wings are 48 points. Which is absurd. Like, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Like, I mean, I I I don't really under I I don't know why they do it with corn. Is it is it because he can double tap in bullseye? But he can't because of disarm. He's not nearly as degenerate as the other stuff that is floating around right now. But it's like he's I five. He can't double reposition. He can't focus evade every turn by himself. He need you need to invest other points in the list to let him do that. Sad, but the generics are doing or doing real, really well. You see them pop up here now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the Rocket Jake, Rocket Hera, E wings combos. They hit hard. Yeah, and like you know, we know A wings are good. So we know Jake and Hera are good. Yeah, and Jake still gets the reposition. Or maybe possibly double reposition for the rocket and still have the focus. So, and Hera, Hera passes over the lock she has. Yeah, they do whatever they want. They're rebels. They're allowed to do that, I guess. So the next one, uh, Timo Rabe's list, ninth in Swiss, uh, but he dropped before the second day because he couldn't do it, I guess. Um, <laughs> instinctive aim, rocket defender, Vader, with Echo. <laughs> And Echo's like Lone Wolf, Passive Sensors, Fifth Brothers, and Stealth Device Echo. And apparently he would just bait Echo so hard that, you know, have Defender Vader ruin everyone's life because he does that. Guys, (laughs) stop chasing the Phantom. (laughs) Stop chasing the Bindi Phantom. What are you doing? Just because it's I-4? I know Cody and I have talked about this extensively, and we were, you know, something we'll talk about as we get going, that... You know, if you're gonna if you have to do Vader Phantom, you might as well go Whisper now that you have to go to two hundred. But like why stop chasing the Phantom? Like just don't. Like that's yeah. that's what they want you to do. With self device, they're rolling five greens with an evade and a force token. Because they're gonna be cloaked because you took the bait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they got Lone Wolf, don't forget that. You gotta re-roll too. I mean like also Attacko, my favorite ship to fly in this game. Don't try to follow her. Go after Defender Vader and hope he doesn't kill your entire list first. I mean, that's the thing, right? You kill Defender Vader and then it's like, what's left to your list? Which probably isn't going to be much versus Echo. But it's a lot. Fifth Brother, passive Echo is just going to run through your entire list too. I mean, Defender Vader, if you're leaving him on, not doing anything, is going to run over your list. Yeah. Can can confirm I've, I've done it before. <laughs> Uh, it's a cool list. Um, instinctive aim prockets might be a little bit of overkill. I'm still a bigger fan of just having the uh, HLC, but I mean it's working for Timo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can just roll up 
if you get somebody in bullseye, you take the target lock and then, I mean, brackets are generally should be able to get through the three agility tyranny. Yeah. Plus the target lock and defender Vader's ability itself. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, super cool list. Um, don't, don't go after echo. No, no guys. It's okay. After Vader shoots the bracket, he doesn't have any threat anymore. True. And I'm an I-5, and therefore I could kill Echo before Echo could shoot at me. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, people, it's fine. Echo's great. I love Echo. Two squad list. The next one, Greg Squire, 10th uh, and Swiss, top 16. He put, a, put Sloan on a Reaper with Wampa, three of the... Initiative one interceptors and also a tie aggressor with tracers. So wait, he doesn't have Nash or discipline in this list. Nope. Just a uh, Reaper Sloan and Wampa and three interceptors and an aggressor. And all those dials are so significantly different. I have to give him props for flying that because that's a mind trip. Yeah, that Reaper, I'm sure, is hard to maneuver effectively with all the other ships on there. But I mean, they're also, all the same initiative, though. Yeah, I mean, Wampa's... Like, except the aggressor. Right. Well, Wampa's three die. You know, unless you shoot at him, then you're shooting at Wampa, and that's that's a plus. Three interceptors. You have enough that one of them's probably at least behind someone. And it's also three dice. And the tracers get everyone a... Target lock because I don't think any of those guys can lock. So, nope, only the aggressor. Only the aggressor. <laughs> uh, this is a cool list. I mean, Sloan is a pain and degenerate, but at least it's a cool list and it's fun. Have we seen any Sloan Nash swarms yet? I, um, I haven't. I've seen Sloan discipline swarms. But I don't remember offhand seeing a lot of Sloan Nash, just because I don't think you could put a lot of ships in there. But I don't know. Maybe look sense. into it. Just say it has a nice little interaction right there. Hey, you killed me. I'm still shooting with a reroll now. Well, I would do that with like a wolf pack with a warthog swarm, because you just still stick around, and then you still just take the strain and the lock on the person with wolf pack. This is the same thing, but a little different. The next one I want to talk about is, um, well, the last one I was going to talk about tattooing is, is Attila's list. 18th in Swiss, so he had a couple drops, but made top four. So who's the real winner there? <sighs> 066, <laughs> the Scimitar, with Intimidation, Grievous, Dark One Pro Droids, and the title. Two HMPs, I believe there was a Sync Cannon Jadosha prototypes with the config, and DIS-347, which is the Tri-Fighter that gets locks if other things have locks, and that had FCS on it. Okay, why does it have FCS? You get locks. Yeah, well, you don't have to spend them if you have FCS. I don't know, it's two points. I guess. But Are you going to argue with this list? This list is amazing. 066... With intimidation. 
What does he? What does he even do? He spends the calculate after someone shoots at him to perform an action. Turn that calculate into a target lock. Yeah, essentially, or um, cloak, I guess, because you still do that. Or more importantly, a jam, because the scimitar title gives you jam. Okay. And there was times where. I believe 066 was just flying around doing nothing but jamming off on the dark probe droids because they also allow <laughs> you to jam instead of target lock. <laughs> Which is incredible. Just mosey that up onto someone and just jam them out of nowhere. I love it. Yeah. I mean, Grievous is an incredibly good crew card. I mean, you staple that to any of the scimitars if you're not bringing Grievous himself. Yeah. And then, you know, the... St. Cannons still do St. Cannon things, and your Tri-Fighter is just swag. I mean, that 347 is the best Tri-Fighter right now, hands down. It's an I-3, and it's just double-modded every round. Whatever. What about the I-5s? I can look at your dial. <laughs> and also, Stop. if it means anything, 066 can calculate, so you could strip off the calculate with network calculations, right, for the um, Tri-Fighter? Yeah. It's just any calculating... Yeah. Uh, so I guess in a pinch, if you're by uh, 066, you can steal his calculate as well. He doesn't need it. He's blocking. Yeah. He's already cloaked. <laughs> I think the the Scimitar is the only ship in um, the CIS faction that can jam, isn't it? Uh, the the, there the, is uh, one, one bomber. One bomber that could do it, the 32C one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's a red jam as well. So, yeah, it's it's funny where you just have this giant cloaked ship just skirting around the edges, jamming people in the middle while your HFPs and dry fighters do work. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, especially if you hit maybe the intimidation block with 066 and you're still range three, but you have sync laser cannons, so it doesn't matter anyways. That's cool. Um, congratulations on getting top four and having an amazing name. Anything else from uh, Tatooine you guys want to note? And a bunch of normal, you know, to you get your Django Zams, your, uh, you know, your uh, Octor head is Cartel Swarm. As yeah, knows. I mean, stuff that's been talked to death. Yeah. There's uh, another one of the Asajj boss Lando lists. Are the V1 Swarms dead? They didn't make a lot of representation in this. I feel we just bored flying them. And I think the highest one was 21. Um, I mean, they're so much better in hyperspace than they are in extended. So I assume, I don't know, maybe people are just bored of flying them as well. That's probably a good uh, point. Anno did have this amazing five ion missile HMP list, though. <laughs> That's the, I, I appreciate that. When the Whisper comes out, we're going to be seeing a lot of ion missiles, I'm sure. Unless people want to be wrong and like really load them up on points, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I can't imagine them going up in points when the whisper comes out. Right? I mean, they're already two points. I mean, they're cheap, but no one actually uses them. Just because people don't use them doesn't mean they're bad, <sighs> guys. Ion we know bombs. this. Play ion bombs, please. Um, so that was that. That was tattooing. It was pretty cool. Um. Nice to see some really cool jank in uh, the top cut. The next one is the uh, Europa Cup out 
in, I believe, Italy. 86 people, so pretty sizable. Uh, first overall, I am so bad with names, so I'm not going to pronounce that. Third in Swiss, first overall. Uh, three disciplined Saber Squadrons, the I-4 Interceptors. A disciplined Nash. And uh, Passive Sensors, uh, Tracer 7th Sister, which is kind of cool. Um, you mean just take the lock and then shoot the tracer missile because she's also a four, right? So everyone's a four, except for Nash. Well, yeah, but the, I the guess you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to count on losing a ship to get those target locks and double mods. Right. So I see that. Yeah, I mean, Seven Sister could do work herself as well. Does her ability but, only go on primary attacks, or does it work on missiles too? Only primary. Yeah, makes sense. But you still have a lock. Two fours. You will see it quite often that people try to use it on ordnance, so you got to be careful about that. Oh, people are shifty, I know. <laughs> oh, it's just like crack shot out. People like forget that it doesn't, it only works on like primary weapons, right? For Predator. Predator's only primary weapons. That's weird. People got to read the whole card. I don't want to. <laughs> I want it to like it's be good for me I at all don't. times. Yeah, Predator's only the primary attack, so it's. And then crack shot is also primary attack, but people have been trying to re-roll things like, you know, like cannons, like HLC shots with Predator and stuff. It's just like, no. It'd be really good if it walked, though. Yeah. Probably more than two points if that was the case, but... <laughs> but yeah, this list is cool. Um, I mean, Nash squadrons are, are good. There's actually another one up there that had Fifth Brother instead of Seventh Sister, and that was also really cool. Same concept, though. Passive with tracers or like uh, passive homing? I believe so. Uh, it was actually passive with homing missiles, sorry. Okay. Makes a little bit more sense, but you know. Or you could take the tracer to Seventh Sister. He plays first. Maybe he's, he has the better list. Who knows? But it was a good list. I mean, giving actions to ships that don't have the actions is always good, especially if they have three mm -hmm. dice. You could focus reposition. And stick around. I mean, but I want to. Arc dodging requires me to initiative kill you. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> and you're you're robbing me of my arc dodging by bringing Nash. Yeah. So please don't do that. Yeah. No ship. No problem. Easy. The next list of first in Swiss in top four by actually a fairly decent MOV too. Sunfock and Django. And and what else? No, no, another ship in there. Is there? No. Nope. That's oh amazing. my god! I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, Europeans are really good with Sunfock Django, man. Did he run against uh, the passive uh, fifth brother? I, I don't know. Like, honestly, hi Sunfock. Hi Sunfock. <laughs> Well, Sunfok had Ensnare and Treacherous, so that will help a little bit. Django has Lone Wolf, Dooku, Proxy Mines, a shield upgrade, the Slave One title, with Suppressive Gunner. What, so, uh, what does Suppressive Gunner do? I believe that's the one that you get a deplete token unless you spend a green token when they shoot at you, if you spend a, a result. I thought you needed to be in a Turdock for that. Nope. Uh, when you perform an attack, you may spend one focus result. If you do, the defender gets one deplete token unless it chooses to suffer one damage. Nothing like I said. 
and suppressive gun was seven points. Yep. Okay. It might have come up. I mean, it can be free damage if they don't, uh, you know, feel like getting a deplete token. I don't know. It, it it worked. He did really well. He did very, very well. I mean, he was first in Swiss. I, I'm blown away constantly. But it's still Sun Fox, so I love it. Same. I just, I don't understand with all the large bases out there. It, I mean, I don't know. But, hey, good job. Not even <laughs> large bases, like medium bases. Yeah. I mean, you still have, like, normal fire sprays out there, right? Yep. Other but I guess names. you have double I six, so you're just gonna arc dodge everything with your single reposition. Yeah. I mean if I get blocked, I could still like tractor beat myself off the dude. Yeah, and then give me the uh thing and then I'm going to rotate and shoot. I mean, you. Yeah, if you're not a small base ship. <laughs> That's the problem with the new tractor rolls, you just rotate. Really, really neuters some of the things I can do. The uh, next one I want to talk about, Cormac Higgins? Sounds like a Firefly name. Ethan Swiss, top 16. CLT Chopper Ahsoka, Cody. CLT Chopper Ahsoka. My hero. Obi-Wan in the Eda, obviously, with the patient sparksmanship, R7. Uh, an auto blaster. And then Anakin, also with an auto blaster and marksmanship, but he has the R2A6 and a shield upgrade. That's the one that you can change your bearing up and down. Oh, not the bearing, but the speed. Or, uh, the speed of, yeah. your Same bearing, uh, change the speed. Yeah. Okay. CLT Ahsoka. I, I mean, I get it. CLT Ahsoka is there to jam things, and then you might as well just put the two points to make her maybe a threat if, for some reason, you stay in Ahsoka's bullseye. Isn't Luminar assuming... the same points? Luminar is the same points. Luminar is the same points. But maybe you just want to give Obi or Anakin the focus evade, uh, just something like that. You can't really coordinate the target lock because it's a purple target lock on those Eda's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or I reposition. can double move and then also still pass off the jam on Chopper. Mm -hmm. But man, CLT Ahsoka makes me sad. I, she's not there to do damage. No. She's there to be annoying. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can... Ahsoka coordinate the booster barrel roll to get out of being blocked. Mm hmm But <sighs> Yeah. What if I had like a boot yeah, literally I boost in the system phase, then Ahsoka like coordinates me the barrel roll and then Obi Wan does his thing and, and gets the focus and evades. Obi Wan and then you evade. And then you burn all your force that round. You have patience. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really interesting list. Um Man, that is so fragile. I would be so stressed if I were flying that. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about flying Adas in general. They, they stress me out so much, but they're so much fun to fly. And it is curious on Anakin, he had the shield upgrade instead of the stealth device. Just because you do have the three force and you can take the evade every round. I mean, I don't know. Don't get hit, I guess. But you can tank a bomb? I don't know. I'm reaching. The next list is super cool. Ninth and Swiss, top 16. They did it. Poe Ray and Zizi, all in one. You took all the best pilots. 
So Poe has a heroic R4 overdrive, advanced proton torpedoes. Real scary when you have overdrive with that two boost. Uh, ZZ with uh, starboard slash, heroic, and rockets. And Ray with just the title. They managed to put all that into a list. Good, good job for doing so well with such minimal upgrades. I mean, those are three pretty solid, those are three solid pilots. And I've been starting to advocate, like, I've been messing around with Ray, like Cheap Ray with Title or FTC, and she's amazing. Just like she's Defender Vader, but a large base with a turret and seventy points. If it's just like the title on her, and she has eleven health, I think on that was once. Yeah, eight hull, three shields. So what I'm hearing is that Vader needs to be cheaper. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Ah, man, but that's so cool. I mean, I really like Overdrive Thrusters Poe. That's so fun to just do a two-barrel roll in the next wing. It's so silly. Again, you know, Advanced Proton Torpedoes, he's really good at getting in and getting double modified. Mm -hmm. really need it. And you got ZZ giving out strains to that five. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's good on her because, right, she just fly right through. And then hopefully not land in someone else's arc or also gets it herself, but it's cool. Um, I mean, super squad, super solid squad. Um, and you shockingly have three points left over. So I don't know what else you'd put for three points, but it's, it's, we're not need a bit anymore. So yeah. And overdrive Poe is just one of those, like probably the best Octodger in the game. Legitimately. Yeah. The two barrel or two boosts just get you out of everything, especially if you barrel roll and then two boost or boost then two barrel roll. Yeah. I thought that was a cool list. I'm glad at least Resistance has things that people can play. <laughs> I mean, they always have. It's just one of those things like the other stuff's more efficient. So. Yeah, it's a non-resistance efficiency list, I guess I should say. Because that's all most of resistance stuff is four or five X wings and or well four X wings and like Rose or three X wings and Finn and Rose or whatever. Next list, Stefano, eleventh and Swiss top eight. Colonel Jenden with Krennic and Sloan, four disciplined barons, one of them with rockets, the other three with cluster missiles, and that's it. What did he, what ship did you put Krennic on? Just well, it doesn't have a target lock, so then Jen could also still target lock from far away. Oh yeah, yep. So. Yeah, cool. I guess I mean Krennic's cheap, and you can put optimized prototype on someone. Yep, and like Probably the bands, the bands are still really really efficient. Mm -hmm. Still four of them, still with discipline. Mm -hmm. I guess you have cluster missiles, so that's fun. So I kill one of me, and I get rerolls on both cluster missiles. Okay, yeah, have fun. <laughs> um, it's it's just a cool list, um, and it's a little bit different than just like the four, well, the, the five or six Baron list that you see. Yeah, I'm always a fan of Jenden. It's always nice to see the lambda on the table and uh, Jenden. I love Jenden. Yeah. And the last one, Cody, you'll get a kick out of this. 12th and says, top eight, Nicholas Durand. 
Of course. <laughs> Hollow with proud tradition. TN3465 with um, ATP. Two SFs with special forces gunner, and then another SF with ATP. I'll make cut with my own FO list without Kylo or Malarus. Five ship uh, efficiency FO. What's not to love? Like the ATP Zeta just having front back arc, like and special well, forces. And you know, yep. TN could, I guess, hurt herself and hit better for your other I mean, ships. The big thing is uh, four of those ships are the same initiative, so TN just yep. kamikazes. Just get them for all of them. Four crits, whatever. <laughs> but it's um, it's a cool, interesting first order list. I'm glad it did top eight. Hello is still underrated, underutilized. Yeah, she's definitely not. She's not my favorite BA pilot, but she's definitely the best. I love Hollow so much. Hollow's so fun to fly. Hollow I like yeah. silly things. You just have to remember to use her. Like it's one round she's an ace, the next round she's a support piece. It's not always ace, always support. And that's what people sort of get like messed up with her. Which I, I mean I lock and pass my deplete somewhere else. Yep. And I really like the support ace archetype as well. It's really cool. Just like Plo Koon. I love it. Yep. That's all those um I mean, there's a bunch of other cool stuff in Europa because it's Italy. They do weird things with X-Wing, but it's um, that was fun. I mean, you got like another Haritani list somewhere in there, you know. Uh, Sam Django still. You know, a bunch of like quad Jedi. It's all this. I think we talked about the Jedi all the time, right? Yeah. So the big part of our uh, podcast here the new AMG announcements. There oh, are new boy. announcements. So I hold you fun. like shiny armor. <laughs> yeah, so the first one, uh, let's talk about the new ships. Chromed out the Razor Crest. I was kind of upset because I had the stream like ready on my phone and apparently it like, I'm like, why? It's like 15 minutes in. Why isn't this playing? And apparently my Twitch stream just decided to not play the first 15 minutes of it weird sad sad it was so i got in right after like right after they were done talking about the gauntlet was when i jumped in hmm. well you missed the entire razor crest i i mean honestly like i'm not super upset about it it looks cool it's a medium base three red two green seven hull two shield hold up how does this thing have two greens? When I was watching the show, this thing got hit every time I got fired at, okay? What's even more of a travesty, how is he I-5? If it means anything, I haven't seen the show, so I can't answer either of you guys' question. He's an I-5 because he did a really good stop maneuver and just, like, one shot a ship. <laughs> Which obviously takes skill. Its actions are focus, evade, uh, lock, and a red barrel roll. Hold up. How does this thing not have a jam? I don't... It did. Like, Alex, that's not really to you because you didn't watch the show, but they actually jam a ship with this in the show. Maybe there's an upgrade or something that will give it some sort of jam-like capability. Maybe. I can take... I'll accept that. Yeah. This thing is like a super maneuverable like G1A. He's got a red stop, you know, hard ones, 
and threes that are, I mean, they're red, but it's got a two talon, a 5K, a medium base 5K. Is 5K the best turnaround or is it the best turnaround? I don't know. Those two purple talons are great. And the defender. But the only problem is that its blues are one through four straight. <laughs> it doesn't bank well. I just put L3 on there. But yeah, let's say if only Scum had a way of just making all your banks blue while giving you a free defensive reroll one hey, time. Hey, you need a damage card on that. You have to be shieldless. And this thing has two oh. shields. Yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah, but it has two greens. It's going to evade everything. It does have the evade action. And if only there was a way for someone to help with red dice coming in in the faction. Right. Oh, my God. It's so cool. So they only showed one pilot, the Mandalorian. Minor Riot, that is not his real name, is the subtext instead of the other way around. Whatever. Why? Like, his his name to people in the show is Mandalorian. Nobody actually calls him by his name. I don't know these things, okay? Just, just tell you what I see. He's a, he's a five. And while you defend or perform an attack, if you are in the front arc... At range one to two of two or more enemy ships, you can change one of your blank results to a focus result. Get out of jail free card, sort of. Sort of. But I assume this would probably have like an illicit slot, right? It's scum. It's a medium base. It has to. Right. So if only there was an illicit card that just gave you three calculate tokens, so you could just YOLO jow something <laughs> and just evade everything. What if there was a card that gave you, like, two for us? That seems like it might be good. Yeah, that's not reoccurring. It is when you uh, take damage. <laughs> I mean, he seems really cool. I mean, you you just... He can survive a joust, and that's fun. Maybe put Fearless on him or something, I don't know. Worth looking into, but it seems like a solid ship. I assume he's not going to be, like, crazy price. I mean, it's super maneuverable, though. I mean, it doesn't have any reposition, like any good reposition with the blues. It has a red bearable, but then you have to go straight afterwards unless you activate it uh, elite. It also has a 5k and a stop. That stop's going to just... You're like, wait, imagine you come at this from the side, okay? And, like, what do you do? You have to, like, sell out the stop or the 5k. Yeah. Yeah, you... that, that's what I was thinking, too. Like... I... Trying to figure out what the ship's going to do is crazy. Like, are you going to stop? Are you going to 5K? And if you want to be really spicy and you are just YOLO jousting things, he's a medium base. You can put on Tactical Scrambler. So people who don't want to shoot at the Mandalorian have to roll. Well, the Defender rolls an extra agility. And I'm going to backtrack to what, uh, what Matt was saying. If it does have an illicit, you can put initial dampeners on it. <laughs> That's so really you can decide then what you want to do. At I-5, yeah. So expensive. But uh, it seems like a cool ship. Um, I'm sure it'll be it really, I mean, that's it's going to be something, I guess. I mean, I assume it's an that I assume it's got a talent. I assume it's got a crew slot. So it's like a better G1A. Medium based talonols seem good. Yeah, they're funky. <laughs> um, next ship, because we're just going on ships. We'll we'll talk about the upgrades later. 
is the uh, gauntlet fighter from something. Uh, it's the uh, so Mandalorian Maul's ship. Hmm. It was like Maul's ship. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That huge thing that everybody was like sort of expecting. Like it's weird size comparison. It's like in between epic and a large base. Like this thing's yeah, they're saying it's like ghost. ghost size and bigger. So that's interesting. Obviously, it's a large base. It's got a rear arc as well. It's a three front, two rear. So like the Lambda. Well, sort of. Two rear. Like, that's like the arc, I guess. Yeah. Three front, two back. Uh, two greens, which is nice for a large base ship. Uh, nine hull and two shields. That's a lot of health. And with two greens. With two greens, yeah. It's like, um, like the Lancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those lances don't die easily. Well, they have access to evades. That's why they don't die. This thing has access to something the better. Sort of. <laughs> it's got to focus a red reinforce, a target lock, and a red coordinate. And they did release the dial. Right, so the dial is a blue one and two banks, blue two straight, red three hards, red stop, and then white Two hards, three banks, three straight, four straight. Yes. So this thing doesn't have a turnaround. No. Which makes me want to compare it to the Lambda as opposed to the Arc. Because it's a large base, three front, two back Arc. And once you shoot like once or twice with it, you're only shooting out of the rear for the rest of the game. Yeah, it's kind of strange... I mean, it's just kind of a garbage dial, which is fine, but like, oh, it's this weird kind of ship. <laughs> they did release two pilots, well, two two versions of the same pilot, Bo-Katan, one for the uh, CIS. They're I forward both of them. This one is um, before a friendly ship at range zero to two activates. You can spend one charge. If you do, that ship gains one strain token to remove one non-stress red or orange token. And it's one charge reoccurring. So it lets you remove like a target lock, um, a strain. A tractor. Jammer. So, I mean, it's kind of... Weapons disabled. How do you get a weapons disabled before you activate? You need it like coordinated. Well, I mean, you can R2 astromech or something, right? Not not in CIS, though. I don't know. Energy shell but charge. Before they activate. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure there will be ways, too. Gorgle yeah. can get rid of his tractor token. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's a support ship, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and I just don't they see gain it being... a strain, so hopefully they're not being shot at. I mean, it's before they activate, so they just do a blue maneuver. I guess that's fair. It's just, uh, I don't know. Oh wait, wait, ion tokens. There you go. This is another reason they needed the ion token rule. <laughs> It wasn't for the very specific AP5 hobby interaction. 
with Dutch? No, yeah. no, it's for this. I guess that would make sense. Yeah, that's uh, weird. I don't know. Maybe someone gamuted your tractor on you still. There you go. Or your weapon is disabled. Yeah. Gamut key exists. Um, so that's a ship with an ability. The next one, still same Bo-Katan at four. This is for the Republic. Um, after you fully execute a maneuver, you may gain one deplete token to choose one object in your front arc at range one to two. If you do, another friendly ship may perform a lock action to lock that target. So you're sort of sacrificing your attack to buff up somebody else's attack. I like it. Yeah, but that's why you have a... What's his name? Hound? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, Hound only works on small ships. Yeah. Uh, the works. works. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I don't see... When I'm looking at this ship, it looks really tanky, but the support... Yeah, the time on target, uh, too, is kind of weird. The time on target's like, you have the rear arc, but it's a two-die rear arc. And you can't really support because it it's a red coordinate. It has crew slots, so I guess you could do tactical officer if you're really concerned with that. Well, this Bo-Katan, it's a lock action, right? So it's white. So you can do it on, like, an Eda and not have to pay the force. True. That's not too bad. Or you could just bring a lap. Yeah. Which has better time on tight because it's actually a turret. But this ship looks really cool. I'll give you that. I mean, so does a lat, though. That's fair. But uh, I don't. It's, it's so weird. Uh, we'll have to see more of it to really kind of grasp what they're going for this. Maybe there's a couple upgrades or crew or something that really make it shine. And they said this is going to be five different factions. It looks <sighs> that way in the spread. They have one with the scum background, one with the... Um, Imperial background, a couple of them with the uh, CIS background and the Republic. So at least four factions. That's uh, it's kind of interesting. Also, they let it slip that Maul will be a pilot. But I guess that's I, I would ship, hope so. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so presumably it was, has a couple for it, right? So that might help a little bit with whatever it's trying to do. I mean, I can't imagine they would give him anything less than three. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So it'll be definitely a ship. I'll pick it up. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Uh, mount it? Yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> I'm sure the upgrades will make it borderline playable. The uh, next thing they announced actually was a new card pack. Uh, the Pride of Mandalore. Pride of the Mandalore? Pride of the Mandalore. So it's an expansion for at least the Empire and Rebels, because they showed those off. Presumably also Scum, as they do with their card packs. And they have Fang Fighters, so. But they only showed off one Imperial and one Rebel. The Imperial one looks pretty cool. IS ISB Jingoist. It's an initiative for Double Limited. Before you engage... You may choose one enemy ship in your front arc at range 0 to 1. If you do, that ship gains one deplete or strain token of your choice. Or unless it removes one green token. That's pretty good. That's really good. 
Like it's literally like you get negative one greens or you don't have a token. Right. And it is when you engage, but there's still fours, like they're still in the middle. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it's for like if you do the strain token, it's for your attack. Oh yeah. Well, I guess you don't it's before you engage, so you don't have to actually shoot something. That's, so you can like true. just literally pass a strain token and then like have um someone else. It, yeah, it's range it's zero to one. Yeah, I, so if you blocked. I forgot to mention that this is just a TIE fighter. But it, it looks it looks super good. It's a nice support piece. But it can also kind of do some work on its own. Thank God it's double limited. I would not want to go against like five of these things. I'm happy they're actually using like double limited a lot more now. Yeah. But also like, what's the point of having limited double limited now when we have other things we don't talk about? <laughs> so that, that list looks cool. Um, I mean, there's a lot of solid low initiative for and below pilots in Imperial. Like Seventh Sister, Fifth Brother. Those are four, so they'll move at the same time. It's just it's a solid piece. Like, imagine having that happen to you. You either lose your green token, or you get a strain, and then Vermeil shooting at you. And now you don't have a green token, so he still gets the free hit, or... You get the strain now, so you're probably going to get the free hit anyways. Seems really nice. The next one, super cool. Fenrau, this time in a Fang Fighter for the Rebels. And not like the other Fenrau that doesn't exist. Still Initiative 6. And uh, before a friendly ship at range 1 to 2 engages, if there's an enemy ship in its front arc at range 1, that friendly ship may remove one non lock red token why can't uh rebels have a self-supporting ace <laughs> no it's not their thing uh, like you it might not be the thing but you can have one can't you han's an ace he's self-sufficient he's half your list but he shows up but I think you brought it up earlier. This list lets uh, Jan or us, like, double. Yeah, anything that has stress, just remove it. I mean, yeah, but theoretically, right, you can shoot with Fen Rao because he's a six, right? Just pump him up with Jan, do your fun Fen Rao shenanigans, and then Jan engages. There's a person in the front arc here who's the stress. I don't know, shoots at him because she has the multi cruel title, probably. And then someone else in your list can get Jan's ability again because she's no longer stressed. But if you have a five ship list, then you can also have Sabine Gunner <laughs> with like an ordinance and like <laughs> clear the stress again. Um, sure, Cody. Make that possible. I'll play it if you do. <laughs> Adapticon. Let's go. Uh, uh, but this is like a super cool ability, I think. Obviously, it's not going to be something good with like Han, who's skirting the edge, but anything that jousts, which is a fair amount of the Rebels. I mean, you can like stop, right, with like Bulfaro, and then still remove the stress token, and then shoot at him, and then like stop again next turn. Or after a K turn. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of cool things can work with this. Yep. 
The only thing that's not great about it is, I don't know, B-Wings? I mean, the generic B-Wings will love it. That's fair. Or, or because you're bad at this game, you could choose Gina Moonsong and intentionally pass the stress over to whoever has the uh, person in their front arc at range one. This also works with uh, A-Wings. Yeah. Like Sabine. Or Jake or something that, like, now you can just one heart every round. But yeah, mostly probably Sabine because she's jousting things. Yeah, because you do need an enemy in your front arc at range one. I, I'm in a lot of enemies' front arcs at range one. I, I'm sure you don't live long. Well, I'm a giant ship. I'm okay. I have reinforce. But I, I like that. It's cool. Um, I'm excited to see what else it brings in here. I mean, we have to assume it's going to be like Mandalorian based. And if we already bring one Fang Fighter over, does that mean we're going to bring over like other Fang Fighters? Is Fenral and the Mandalorian? I think, I think just like the Mandalorians oh. themselves. Okay. Teams, I guess that makes sense. But they can finally, I'm assuming they're going to make use of the Mandalorian keyword because they started putting those in the PDFs, right? The keywords for things. So I'm assuming it might revolve around that. I'm sure. I'm pretty, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the cards we're about to go over has it. <laughs> so the next one, um, new upgrades. Uh, they have the child who can be used on Imperials, Rebels, or Scum. I'm not sure well, how economically that works, but that's cool. It has two non-reoccurring force, which is the first we've seen. It's actually relevant. I thought it did have... No, it doesn't have recurring. There is no yeah. plus sign. Which is a first. It's pretty interesting that it doesn't have it. Uh, so it has two things. One thing is a setup condition I'll get to after this. Um, its ability is you lose... Your force lose all reoccurring um, icons. So even if you are a force user, you still lose your reoccurring charge, I believe. And then after you defend, if you suffer damage during that attack, recover one force. And it's hate. not one force per damage. Bad hate. So it's a slightly worse hate. So I'm assuming <laughs> this thing's going to be probably pretty cheap. Especially with its um, other half. So the setup, after placing forces, you choose an opponent. Presumably if there's a multi-format going on, you choose one. Um, they assign... They assign... The Merciless Pursuit condition to two of their ships. And the Merciless Pursuit is after you perform an attack, if the defender is equipped with the child, you can acquire a lock on the defender. It's old school 1.0 FCS if you're shooting at my child. Very thematic. Also, wow. Violence against the kid. Yeah. It's, um, I assume, going to be relatively cheap. This thing has to be free. <laughs> yeah, just the ability to just your, give your opponents free locks. Like, okay, so for the two force is nice, but the force is going to be best used in a defensive matter because it's probably an expensive ship that you have this on because you need a crew, and most crew carriers are not cheap. And, like, so the two force can be two shield upgrades... But are the two shield upgrades worth you giving target locks to two enemy ships every time they shoot at you? Of their choice, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Suntu Fell now always has a target lock against the child. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess 
it's kind of like a Biggs effect, right? Where you're going to shoot the ship because it's you get free locks and it's really easy. Um, so I guess it's a it's a good heat magnet. But I was already probably going to shoot your ship, unlike Biggs, which is just sort of a a generic X-wing. If I'm not shooting at you, like whatever the child's on is probably not just like. I guess you could put it on like a generic BT-70 assault ship. <laughs> the SD. Um, SD-70. I'd throw it on Wolf Warrow. You get two free forces out of him. You don't lock with Wolf Warrow, so it's probably... I don't, I don't know, man. I'm sure there'll be something good that can go on. I do really love the idea, though, of like negative effects with positive things. Uh, we see it with the BAs, and I thought that was really good uh, way to, like, balancing out uh, strong effects. Yeah, it's good design space. Yep. I don't know, you could put it on, like, a decimator. You could put it on rack if you wanted to. I mean, you already get a free focus mod, but... Just what... I mean, I guess rack does have the reinforce sort of help negate it, but... Yeah, you got um, zero agility anyways, right? Who cares, really, if they're a little bit more accurate... But then you can't have Vader. I mean, you can, but you can't. <laughs> you don't get to use it much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are taking damage. You're going to get all, all force back. Yeah, it, this is probably best unreinforced ships, but I still, like, you giving them target locks makes it so I don't even, like, you're going to lose more than you gain from it. You just got to kill Unless... those two ships real fast. <laughs> there you go. Especially if it's Django Zam. Cough, but yeah, that's uh, that's definitely an interesting card. Oh man, that's brutal, actually. Mm. For double taps, yeah, like I mean, quick draw against this on the second attack <laughs> gets another target lock. That would require people to fire fly quick draw though. Touche. I uh, remember when quick draw was gonna be the pillar of the FO faction, and then people are like, wait, there's more ships in this game than two or three. Quick draw's bad now. It always has been. <laughs> I mean, aces are dead, so. So the next uh, upgrade, the only other upgrade they uh, talked about, which is super weird, um, is Mandalorian Commandos. And they had a spread that looked like it was for five different factions. I I assume probably not the sequel trilogy. Right? Did the, the Mandalorians? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just for the everything but resistance and first order. Yeah. Uh, but they're a double crew non small ship card um, upgrade with two charges. And during the system phase, you can spend one charge to drop a commando team. Uh, it's a remote and you use the uh, one straight template, either front or back. And obviously the uh, charges can't be recovered because they didn't invent necromancy in Star Wars, I believe. So, And what the remote does is they're an initiative two, which is kind of funny to me. So they could like initiative kill like a one, <laughs> initiative one ship. <laughs> <laughs> they're a, a two front arc attack, two die front arc attack. Only range one to two. Uh, they have two agility and two hull. Uh, and they have two charges. Um, basically, in order to attack, you have to spend one of the charges. 
And then when you do, you, you can change your focus to a hit. So these are non-recurring charges. So what happens when they're at zero charges? Do they just fly around? Like yes. So buzzing? there's another thing on there. After an enemy ship overlaps you, they gain one strain token. Because you just threw a bunch of bodies at their windshield. And also they can uh, relocate with a one hard or a two straight template. They can't bank though. No. <laughs> just like, they one hard or go two degrees. straight. Yeah, they're just pivoting. Um, and then ships run into you and they get strained because roadkill. And then you could shoot at them. <laughs> you say roadkill, but they don't take damage on an overlap, do they? No. <laughs> uh, it's super weird. It's really strange. I kind of love it. It's just so weird. It's so janky. Definitely unique. I don't know what I would like, what ship I would even use this on. Uh, it's got to be a double also, crew and not a small base. No is there a small base with two? Ozotox. Ozotox have two? Yeah. Gosh. That's crazy. Well, it's a Wookiee ship. It's made out of wood. They have a lot of space. Yeah, Wookiee commandos, yeah. <laughs> but this is so this is so ridiculous. Uh, I got nothing. Yeah, uh, and you got two, you got two charges. Um, wait, wait. So you can send you out put two it on rack. Easy. I you, I guess you could I mean, just put on a patrol leader if you're going to do that, right? The problem with the patrol leader is it's only nine points less than Rack. Man, why would they do that? That's not. Uh, they don't want three patrol leaders out there. I guess. Um, I mean, also, I, I didn't say it, but these things are limited, obviously. Um, or else that'd be really funny. But just just having a group of like dudes in jetpacks just flying around punching ships to death. It's amazing. They got lasers. They just shoot the lasers. Yeah, until they run out and then they have to so, punch ships. Do you just like make really soft pew 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 noises when you shoot with these or do you do the normal pew pew pew? I I don't know. I'm sure it's a pew pew and not like a yeah, really. Yeah, there's no sound in the vacuum of space, right? So, no, touche. <laughs> space, no one can hear you scream. That's a different franchise, but true. Um, yeah, they, I don't know. This is going to be so interesting because they have to draw like a front arc right on a remote. So, that's also kind of strange because it is a front arc. And they don't get the bonus die because it has the symbol. Oh. Yeah, so it is just a two. I mean, you're shooting like normal laser pistol shots at like a ship that's flying around in space. I want to say you actually hit something like going, what, 900 miles per hour? Like, do you know what the more fun part about this is? It's because of the remotes, like uh, Republic R2D2 could just auto kill one of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you're really worried about that. Which That's is so also mean. hilarious to me. Just electrocuting these Mandalorians that are crawling all over my ship. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to say these things are going to be incredible, but I will definitely play these because that's just ridiculous to me. And also, if you're really good and have really tight corridors, it, you can probably make people shoot you or hit you. Also, they can't attack really at range zero either. I guess I should mention that. 
which is weird, but that's what range one to two means, right? So I will definitely use them as like human bowling pins. I mean, it's more than just range one to two. It's they actually can't shoot anything because they're too busy dodging. If any ship's range zero. Oh well, yeah, I mean, any enemy ship. They're not like buzz droids, right? So that's the distinction. So I remember in Discord you made a comment like the Outland Tie Fighter was going to be something. Did they yeah, say they, it verbally they had a or picture of it? They didn't say specifically it was going to be a new ship or maybe like a config or anything. They did say like there, there's a reason they brought up like the the Outland ship itself. Um, I went back and fixed it after I re-listened to everything because they well they said they're going to like show us three things right and everyone just assumed that meant three ships it turned out to be like the uh the mandalorian razor crest uh the pride of mandalore card pack and the other the gauntlet fighter gotcha so uh just uh next one real quick they talked about organized play uh no worlds this year uh but they will be adapticon the uh 2022 store kits are being worked on they have they mentioned that it's possible maybe to get stuff even if you're not at the store, which is weird. And that they have different formats for these uh, store kits. The first one is Aces High. We've done it before, but they are standardized now instead of just build your own. And they're they've been working on these standardized cards. They showed off a um, Ala Secura. With the uh, wrong wrong reds, they showed it as two two, uh, two attack and bullseye three in the uh, front arc. That's sad, <laughs> but uh, they showed it off. It has everything you need. It's got the pilot, you know what they fly, and then all the upgrades on it. In her case, is outmaneuver, extreme maneuvers, afterburners, the R two D two, which is good. I mathed it out. It's roughly about seventy five points. So you think it would it'd be. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe Ace's High was, what, like 60 points? Or 80 uh, points? 80. It was 80. 80. Yeah. So, it's it still seems to be roughly around there. Because I think this is, like, mapped out 78 points or something like that. Uh, so, it, it might be interesting. These standardized cards are fun. Hopefully, they don't print a couple that just completely break the format. What do you mean, Supernatural Darth Vader? <laughs> Ah, it's so good. So silly. Um, so, so that looked really cool. The next one um, that they mentioned for the store kits is entitled The Droids You're Looking For. And it's just X-Wing Soccer. Like, you are like trying to bring a droid over to a different place. Is it like you shoot this droid and if you hit, you move it one straight they didn't towards quite, your they didn't opponent? Quite get it. They didn't quite get into it. But they said it's just basically X-Wing soccer or some sort of weird game of kick the can. Um, but it's a scenario um, and not like a dogfight. But you're still doing dogfighting things? I don't know. I think uh, like the fan-made scenario packs had something similar to this. So that's going to be a store kit thing, which is thing you can do i guess <laughs> i'm curious yeah they didn't say if that would also be like a standardized card kind of thing so it'd be fun to just try to tractor beam a droid with like an eda or something 
The one thing I'm worried about with sanitized cars is it does sort of like take away from the list building. Like you just sort of, yeah. it's one of these four. But I mean, if you're just doing like alternate simple yeah. game formats, it's easy enough to. They also said, um, yeah, we gave up on the uh, fish squad builder. Uh, so it'll just be, everything will just be in the PDFs. F, F for the official squad builder. Yeah. Man, that thing came out and lasted like a couple months. I didn't even know the new one came out. <laughs> um, it had a lot of problems with it too. It was I don't believe you. <laughs> um, and then they also mentioned that new points will be at the end of the month, but they're doing like a really wide scope for it, so that might be interesting. I mean, I've been hearing rumors about stuff like that, so uh, it's apparently going to like change a lot of stuff. Well, that'll be fun and interesting. Hopefully, no, I mean we've had anything. the same points since what November of yeah. last year. I mean, we're still getting new, interesting stuff like lists, like the Lando Asajj Bosque thing, right? That like that didn't exist a couple months ago. But uh, everything's—it's a completed game right now until we get new points. I know it's, it's <laughs> a little stale. That's a lot stale. It's a little monotonous. Um, so now on to the really big part: their section on competitive play. Um, the first thing they said is that there's going to be for like the base game, uh, like a round timer, 12 rounds, um, you know, instead of total destruction, which I think was in the rule book, it's just going to be 12 rounds, but your opponent can agree to nine or 15, depending on the length of the game. Um, and they also said they're going to do uh, scenarios based on the rounds. So the scenarios might be competitive. I don't know. Uh, but for the, there's still going to be like, timers and stuff for tournament play i mean this is just fixing something that's sort of been in the issue with the core rules for a while it's yeah. like you have two ships that just don't want to engage so they just run in circles forever in casual play i just hope they don't bring it into competitive because that'd be absolutely disastrous because like, even if they no way to regulate that and so terrible yeah even if you mix like round timers and like a timer timer because you need timer timers for competitive play. Right. Like you, there's no other way to host events. You aren't gonna like have 200 people waiting on two people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird if they did something like complete destruction or 12 rounds or 115 minutes. That'd be kind of rough. 115 minutes would be insane. Yeah. Or you know, an hour 15, whatever. You know, 75 minutes. Thinking of the finals, you know. <laughs> nah, seventy-five minute finals. Hey, that might be something coming. I hope Fingers so. crossed. There's no reason for it to be like different. Um. So it, it may. I hope they don't do twelve rounds, or seventy-five minutes, or complete destruction. Because I think that would just be rough, and it would encourage a lot of bad play. I think they said in one of their other streams that the 12 rounds is just for like the table, the kitchen table, and there's still going to be round timers for competitive play. I think that's what they said. I just really hope it's not competitive ever. So. No, because I mean, like you said, they, the tournaments need to end at a certain time. You can't be at a game store till like one o'clock in the morning for a tournament. Well, even if you have like a mix of things, though, uh, most games in, in uh, 12 to 13 rounds, which is why they picked 12. 
they had some poor sap apparently watch all like the tournament that was uh, all the tournaments that were uh, like have videos of them. So jeez, yeah, that is that is rough. I'm sure they're like ace uh, top player now after watching all the expert. <laughs> Never played the game, just counted the rounds, and now there's an expert on it. Fantastic. So here's the most divisive one that they did. They are removing in its entirety the bid system as it functions now. Um, any points under the 200, you just automatically you know give it to your opponent. And also, they said they're doing it a uh, they'll do a random turn order. They didn't really go into it if it's like a die roll at the beginning. But they had to have like a, a detailed die roll thing for their event that they're doing, like the Hunter and Hunted event. So if they're going to do a roll off, we'd probably use that system. So something funny happened. So uh, Dion and GSP had like a casual event for the event. Mm hmm. And Dion like looked at that and was just like, nah, just roll one dice, call hits or misses, and that's how you're gonna do it. Yeah, I Which, mean that's better, easier, than and less complicated. Crits you have if it's tied, count the amount of hits. Yeah. Um, but I guess this is it lets two people roll dice, so they don't feel super bad. I don't know. Um. But also what's been thrown around is that maybe people, you see this every now and again about like alternating the turnover, turn order between rounds, which is. I, <sighs> so if that's, if they redo the initiative system, I wouldn't mind it as much, but right now trying to remember what does soon tier happen before Darth Vader and then flipping it every other round yeah, is that sort of terrible. Overkill well, stuff. I was thinking about our game, the last game that we played, Alex, with the Foresight Inquisitors and the Full Throttle Defenders. Like having that switch every other turn. Yeah, I'm like, terrible. oh, oh, is this the turn where I get my evade before you shoot? Or it, like, I just, I just think with the, with the way the ability queue is currently set up, I just don't think that's viable. Now, if they like split it so that uh, you take out ship order from the ability queue. And I just have like the initial dice roll be about that. And then like you alternate the ship movement and attacking. I could see that it's a little so bit more. Messy. Still. I mean, it's cool, like strategically and tactically to have that kind of stuff, but you just can't implement it in like this game. Is it so people are going to forget? And if they're on stream, people are going to tell them that they're cheating. And then it's it's sad. Yeah, like it just every, like every like okay, like let's say there's Nims dropping a proximity mine before Whisper decloaks, but the next turn Whisper is going to decloak before Nim can drop a proximity mine. It just there's just a whole lot of different things yeah. going on at the same time at various initiative stages. And then uh, so I also feel like this is sort of overkill. It's like they just started throwing all the rocks at once instead of just uh, all the dots at once instead of like throwing them a little bit because with the removal of the oh with under 200 points going to your opponent and it not mounting uh, mattering for initiative now you just literally want everybody to count to 200 but not every list can yeah count to 200 like it's like 
I am at 199. If I go to 200, I'm making my list inherently worse. Yeah. So I just put delayed fuses on them. Yeah, I gotta dig up a lot of copies of delayed fuses. Oh, also, like now you want people to just bring random cards that are like not yeah. of any use. It's taking up table space, taking up like you can lose the stuff a lot more. And just I was always a fan of just if you have a bid, giving those points to your opponent, but you still have the option of going first or second. This just seems a little bit like overkill. Um, but it does, I don't know, it, it can make like a style list better because now they have more points and they don't have to worry about bidding. Uh, which is so what they, cool. a lot of them yeah, which is, should have done anyways. Yeah. That's what you've been doing this whole time. Yeah. Um, and but so, I also don't believe in ace players, so. Yeah, I mean. I, was, I know I, I really don't ace. believe in ace players. <laughs> uh, how many people no are going to get mad and tell you that you only won because you moved first off a of die roll? Because they moved first off a of die roll or something. Oh, gosh, it's coming. You know it's coming. I, I would have won this game if I was moving second. Yeah. Especially me. Like, I play better when I'm moving first. Like, I win more games, more consi- like, I'm more consistent when I'm moving first rather than last. It's also a lot of pressure off of you. You don't have to worry about making the right move for the exact double reposition or something. And one of the uh, big things, though, about the uh, the removal of, uh, like, losing any points under 200, it does mean aces can't, um, they can't point, fortress. point fortress as well. Yeah. Because you can't turn your soon tier, your 54, 56 point soon tier into a 70 point boot, uh, beast because you had a 10 point bid. Yeah. Which, which is why I was fine with just giving them the, the extra points I didn't take. Because it, mm-hmm. it really discourages point fortressing. But. Yeah. And like some of these deep, like 20 point bids means you now have to kill an entire X Wing to make that up instead of just half pointing one of them. Yeah. Uh, but it's. It's not that way anymore. Um, that's going to be interesting. I believe they said it was going to start in... I think all their plans are for early 2022. So it's definitely going to be interesting. I imagine uh, like all the big things, are, like the GSP online events are going to start implementing this. Probably not this Galaxy season, but next Galaxy season. I mean, it's also their tournament. They can do whatever rules they want, right? So, but... Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty big, pretty big hit. It's very interesting. Um, I do think it, overall it's better for aces, though. Yeah, I mean they get more toys, they can do things, and it forces people not to fly terribly. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me how to fly. What if I want to joust? I mean, I, that's fine. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't affect people who have random jank stuff, anyways, either. So. Yeah, like, why are aces even worried? Like, they arc dodge by initiative killing things. Next thing that's uh, real interesting, they're making banned and restricted lists. They said it's uh, very well overdue for this kind of game. You, you get this a lot in card games uh, where they printed, like, a, a card that is super egregious and or interacts with something they didn't intend or, or however, so they just, um, you know, emergency ban it or something. You mean like inertial dampeners on Han or supernatural reflexes on anybody? Yeah, yeah. But this is just banning and restricting it instead of restructuring the points. 
and now nobody can use it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess you'd just be like, oh, supernatural reflexes is no longer a card in X-Wing. Doesn't matter how many points you wanted to pay for it because it's gone. Don't. As it should be. Don't give me hope. (laughs) Right, so it could be used for that. Um, Restricted's kind of cool, I guess, if they're like, oh, only two barons of the Empire in a list or something. But they want to not print cards only make that just in this current meta they happen to be good so that's a that's a positive change there because they were saying like they could do like emergency bans instead of like all the point updates right yeah yeah kind of like how they did the internal play testing last year for the petronon key arena aces of course <laughs> that drop right before a major tournament yeah internal investigations i mean trip ups also dropped right before a major tournament yeah, yeah, that was actively bad though. Um, that's interesting. It, I mean, I don't see how it's like different from just a, another curated format. Like you just call it hyperspace, and here's your banned and restricted stuff, which is kind of what they do already, except for without the restrictedness of the the ships. If they actually like removed hyperspace and did something like that, I'm 100% down. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's just hyperspace 2.0 at this point, right? Yep. Um, that'd be cool. I wonder if they're going to ban certain cards on certain ships, but still keep it legal for the format because they're not saying how in depth this could be. So it could be like for, you know, uh, this, like for this uh, fire spray. You don't have the crew slot, but Count Dooku's still in the format, and you can still take them. Just not on this, not on this particular fire spray, or on any fire spray. Or like you know, you give, you give Boba back the crew slot, but he's not allowed to use Maul anymore. Yeah. Or Zam. Or Zam. Yeah. Or Boss can't equip Zam because they got into an argument as bounty hunters, so it's thematic. Boss is really with Asage, you know, in my mind. Regardless. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I wonder if they're going to restrict um, going on that. Like, if you have, uh, like, I don't know, who hates each other, right? Like, doesn't, doesn't like, Forlom and Zuckus, they they turn good, right? So you could have, like, a list where it's, like, you could bring Forlom and Zuckus, but if you do, you can't bring, like, Boba Fett or something like that. That's another thing, I guess, they can do. I Dengar. Boba, or Boba hates the IGs. Boba's always killing at the IG droids. <laughs> or you can't fly Scum Han if you're also flying Dengar, right? That would make a lot of sense, too. So, like, you know, I wonder, they, they have room for whatever they want to do with their bans and restricted lists. That's kind of interesting. I think it's cool. I like it. As long as they don't do stupid things with it. Don't emergency ban my snapshot Tarani, damn it. That's that's, that's going to be the first thing. <laughs> I'd be so sad. Get him. Um, let's see. Also, they're introducing competitive uh, scenario play, uh, which I the community tried to do a couple times. So that's cool. Um, they're just you know ultimate scenario, alternate scenario ones. I assume they're going to be round and timer based because if it's a competitive scenario like that. Um, you know, they're trying to do it with the, the X-Wing soccer, but I'm sure these will be a lot more serious. Thematic. Yeah. Why so serious? You know how much I love my theme. 
And uh, let's see. Oh, they briefly mentioned having maybe a sideboard for competitive play, which would be amazing. I would love this so much. Uh, it, it would definitely have to depend on like how they do it, but I'm definitely curious about this. Yeah, I'm sure like, if you could like do entire ships limit or all whatever. upgrades. Yeah, like you only like stuff that you already have on your ships, like swap like two elicits and keep like your sideboard up like 10 points or something. I mean, the big one's going to be like your uh, ordnance, right? Yeah. Jetting missiles to like you have plasma torps, but you're against somebody without shields. So you change the magpoles or ion. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so fun. They just briefly mentioned it and I perked up so much. I'm just like, I would love. Absolutely have sideboards for these kinds of things. There's so many different loadouts I could do with so many different pilots for so many different scenarios. The last really big thing is that they're introducing standardized squads, standard squads, for both casual and competitive. Uh, what they would be is kind of like the quick builds um, or the aces high builds that they have, right? Um, it'd be just the pilots and they take these upgrades. But because they're removing your flexibility and customization, they're actually going to be cheaper than other builds of the same type, which is super cool. My problem with this is, have you seen some of these quick builds? They put out maneuver on like Basque. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll actually be like well thought out if we're going to have a competitive kind of standardized squad. I mean, you don't want them too efficient either because... Like, you want people to use them, but you don't want them to be the best. Yeah, like, well, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be, like, broken. I'm just saying they're not going to have, like, outmaneuver on Bosk. Probably do something like marksmanship or whatever, you know, something that makes a little bit more sense. That's not ideal, but... They did just put Greedo on Joy Rekoff in this event. <laughs> yeah, well, crits. Just what a fan wants um, to but see. But, yeah, that, that leads into the second point they talked about. Some of these standardized builds might not have upgrades that they can usually take or they will have upgrades that they might not usually take like Rito. Wait, you're saying a K wing might actually have tragedy simulator. Uh, he does in the quick build. No. <laughs> um, so that looks interesting. I wonder if they're going to separate like competitive, no standardized and then competitive standardized squads, or they're going to just mix it into one big competitive scene. Cause that would, might split the fan base enough, but um, I can see it both ways. It'd be interesting for sure. I'm liking a lot of these though. Like yeah. a lot of these ideas is just like, it's definitely going to be a fresh take, going to make it more interesting and they can keep it fresh or longer. Yeah. You just have to have faith that they're not going to just screw it up. That's all. Hopefully they're, I mean, they seem like they know what they're doing. The people they have have like run multiple like miniatures games before competitive wise, so that's good. Um, they also mentioned they're doing like campaigns and scenarios. So Matt, you get your your thematic battles now. You got battle packs that have all standardized pilots and bills, but it's a narrative scenario. Um, they have one for the Battle of Yavin, and the other one is the Siege of Coruscant. So you get your thematic scenarios now. You know how much I love that. You can fly Arvel right into whatever you want. Wait, wait. Arvel wasn't in Yavin, though. I don't... He, he hit something. He hit the wait, Star Destroyer, it? right? Yeah, he was in the Star... This, the, he hit the Super Star Destroyer. 
can we talk about how the best pilot in the galaxy is always crashing ships, and like especially with like the CG Coruscant? Is it Ray? Ray was not old. Enough. Ray was not conceived. <laughs> Anakin crashed like his Eda. Anakin crashed like every one of his ships. Well, he's just too aggressive. Yeah, he's tainted by the dark side, or something. Uh, but that looks really cool. Uh, they didn't really go into too much of it, other than like it's just entering uh, play testing and stuff. So, um, do you finally get your, you get your Star Wars nerds finally get your uh, thematic stuff? My theme. The second one is um, they're doing a campaign. I assume similar to the the Hotech campaign that fans have made a while ago. And they're going to have linked scenarios, you know, customized pilots, player cards, all that kind of stuff. But they are going to restrict a lot of loadouts. And that's fun. Um, I guess people could play D&D with their Star Wars stuff. Honestly, that's really cool. I wouldn't mind, like, doing something like that. I've never ever played uh, Hotak. Yeah. I guess it's a nice population. It's, um, I think we tried it out a couple times. It's interesting. The AI system is um, weird, but... They already have like a, a single player version of it, right? That they released that no one did, and that was an alpha. Yeah, uh, that like the AI for that one was not good. I know, yeah. I think the whole tech one was just better. But also, like you could have a DM yeah. sort of thing, like control the enemy ships. Yeah, like kind of like what they did with uh, Imperial Assault. You can have that, but with X-wing. So that's super cool. Um, I'm excited about that. Uh, they seem to know what they're doing. It's fun. The last thing that they mentioned is that their uh, their long term goal is goal is still doing reprints of their older ships. Um, I would assume. I mean, they can just do it like with the like the three ship packs they've been doing, right? Because that's how they release the Hawk essentially into X Wing. So the. Thing is, if they do something like that, like so many people have so many of these reprint ships. If you have new stuff in it, are you really about to spend fifty bucks to get? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, two more Kiraxes? I mean, you do like a Lambda and two bombers, right? Like that'd be like a thematic pack that you can do. I mean, I, I don't well, know. For, the hard part well, for, is introducing new stuff for them. <laughs> Yeah, because for like the Empire, at least, like the TIE Bomber is a, mo- a ship from the movies and the Lambda is also a ship from the movies. Those are two thematic ships that are not been released for second edition yet. Are those the last two that haven't been released for second edition? From the movies. Yeah. There's still the, there's still the Star Wayne, the Gumbo, and the Quad Jumper. Aggressors, Punishers, and Phantoms for the Empire. Yeah, well, that's why I was made was from the movies. But from the movies, yeah, it's just the bomber and the lambda. Quad jumper was in a movie. Yeah, it was. You're not wrong. Briefly, it blew up. I remember that. Good times. I saw it happen in theaters. Yeah, it was just, I, I emulate that on the table all the time. You know what else needs a reprint? Because in Rebels, the YT twenty four hundred. No. Yes. So fun. There's a dash list that made a cut. Which yeah, is dash awesome. AP five and Jan. Yeah. Um, but hey, that's uh, 
all that they were talking about. I'm excited. I like change as long as it's good. A little overkill on the bid system, but I don't play really ace as much anyway, so I'll take it or leave it. Anything else you need to talk about? I think it's great. I think the whole, I think all the systems, the new systems are great. And it's lovely seeing people get so upset about it. <laughs> you troll. I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Like, I do think it's a little bit of overkill of like the bidding system right now, like what they did to it. But we'll see. Like, it's also not too late for them to change the minds and some things. Like you said, it's not until 2022. So, I mean, that's like three months away from one. Yeah. Playing. I'm, I plan on playing with the new rules in my, like, whenever I go to the shop or online, I plan on playing with the build the 200 mindset with like starting now yeah anytime you go yeah anytime i'll just build the 200 which i did yesterday when i played my buddy i guess i need to find out is galaxies like the uh championship galaxy is going to be like that or not because it'll be relevant i got my uh invite for the gsp event i think that's it right so uh thanks for listening everyone do you have any comments or questions? Just email us at thebestmanbenchwarmers at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitch and Twitter, MIBenchwarmers. And uh, please don't forget to rate and for all the uh, podcasting services. It really helps us out.